Homies, welcome. We're back again with our interview of the week. And this week, Dropkick Darren and I have on none other than Glue, the most one of the most famous Onis around town, I've got to say. Connector of all oh, things oh, good. Connector of all things good. Um, cross-pollinator. I don't know how many names he goes by. Um, I actually only stumbled upon Glue when I went into the Dow server. I had no idea who you were before that. And then you're just everywhere there. And I was like, what's this guy's role? Is he like <laughs> the, the connector? Like, I don't, he seems to be in everything. I see that's the, the goal was always to be enigmatic. Um, I did not want to be noticed in the main server. That's the secret. <laughs> okay. Interesting, well, you interesting strategy. We, you definitely were noticed. That's for sure. Um, because now you're working within Olympus. Um, but before we kind of get into that why don't we go all the way back and let's talk crypto origins or just like how you stumbled across this space in general yeah yeah um let's see crypto for me started um, in 2017 maybe actually you know even farther you know talking to people uh around different environments whether it was um professionally or whatever just talking about bitcoin was probably the first time you know you know that the first time you ever talk to anybody about crypto and they're like really excited. Um, and when Bitcoin was the only thing in the game, um, I was shield Bitcoin perpetually. So I ignored it though. So I will say I didn't really get it. I thought um, it was a an interesting idea, but not with a lot of utility, which actually is how I landed in looking at Ethereum and smart contracts. And I thought, oh, that's like, a real thing with utility and I, I i really want to nft this one day but my search history has like the the first time i ever looked up anything about ethereum and it was ethereum hits 10 cents and and deep down inside i'm very sad today oh my oh my goodness that's far back that's what was it how much did it ipo for you i, I don't even remember i try to not look too left. far back <laughs> Yeah, surely, um, surely a, you just get rid of that search history. I'd pretend it didn't. No, happen. I, I've kept. I, I keep uh, it. Hold it. I, I keep it actually yeah. as a memento mori to like you know. Mm. I reminded Take risks. <laughs> to, to remind myself that uh, I I, I got to trust my conviction, like my my mindset a bit more. You know, mm. it's so hard to do. Yeah. I think you need that hanging hanging um, up on the wall somewhere, just as a reminder. <laughs> So, so did you? So you obviously didn't buy a ten cents. I'm thinking. No, 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 I didn't. So that was it. That was back then. Um, I, ironically, I think I ended up ignoring Ethereum, or I couldn't. I couldn't figure out uh, how to buy it. It's weird to talk about the days when it wasn't, you know, Coinbase easy or Kraken or yeah. FTX easy to buy something. I, I think of Coinbase just because the IPO recently. Um, but. After that, whatever time elapsed, and I eventually acquired Ether, um, started started thinking about the blockchain space more. And I will say my first DeFi experience was minting uh, single collateral DAI. Um, for all the OGs that remember Psy, I was a Psy holder back in the day, minted it. Very powerful. Threw it, threw <laughs> it in Compound, you know. It was, it was quite the experience. Um, I will say that was probably the first time DeFi actually felt like magic because you were just like, oh, I hold these assets and suddenly I have a loan against them. And I thought I just thought it was kind of bonkers. Were, were either of you in, involved with um, 
in the space back back when Maker had just launched? Um, I was like, I I opened my first vault like maybe like just before the big crash in COVID crash. So like, oh, maybe, Black Black yeah. Thursday. Yeah, but like a couple of weeks before, because it was like getting really kind of hypey, like the price wasn't really going anywhere. It was like slowly going up, but I was like, this is fucking great. Um, and then, yeah. And then I kind of like didn't do anything with it. And um, then compound came back around and I was like, whoa, now it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I think black Thursday, I have a crazy black Thursday story, Mark, since you brought it up. I, um, in, in my local time, it was, uh, I was, for some reason, I think I was taking a flight or something and I woke up at like two or three in the morning and I noticed the, the price movements and I actually, um, shout out the DeFi saver. I was automated for the most part, but it was right before all the automations were failing. And I ended up just paying off a bunch of my debt because I was just thinking about it that day, like at three in the morning. And then immediately Black Thursday happened. Like, I think I went back to bed for like 20, 30 minutes and I was like, whoa. I actually saved a lot of money in that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I bet there'll be like a NFT someday for vaults that were affected by Black First, <laughs> and it'll be like worth like more than anyone. Oh, I think you just leaked a uh, upcoming project, Mark. I don't think you should say that. <laughs> um, uh, just for some of the maybe newer people into the space, describe Sai to people. Um, glue. Just... Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, so Sai was a. The first MakerDAO project um, before what exists today, if you go to oasis.app or DeFi Saver or wherever for uh, minting DAI, um, you can use many collaterals. But the original theory was just a single collateral vault, which was Ether-based. Um, it's almost been, I would say it's like been reincarnated in the form of uh, Liquidity and Liquidity USD. Uh, no, no offense to that team. I'm not saying it's just Sai again, but... It's it's kind of that same theory. Like Liquidity's only ether backed um collateralized stablecoin. And yeah, it was their first one. I will it was the first pegged dollar stablecoin to the Ethereum ecosystem, if I recall correctly. We did we didn't have anything else back then. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean it pretty much is LUSD with like LUSD's got some like other neat things with its like front ends and liquidation. Yeah, Liquidity's got a cool, I mean, between the LQTY, the decentralized front ends and uh, the capital efficiency, I think it's it's interesting. I haven't actually played, I will admit, I haven't played with Liquidity yet. I got a bit of Liquidity. I think their design is, um, is, is very good. I think that you can very much uh, see that they put a lot of time into making sure there's, really little that can affect the the way the overall system's designed um which is you know which is good to see in any new project and they you know clearly had a good run in the in the kind of recent um sell-off but yeah that's interesting was the timeline kind of with Sai um going back to Sai was that like 2017 2018 or um uh I'm pretty sure it was 20 early 2018 mm. um and then and then I and and I will admit um DeFi summer round one I watched all of EM Finance and I thought all it was such a surreal experience. It sounds like Mark, you came a little or I don't know if, if, if you guys were again in the space back then, but DeFi Summer was quite the sight to behold. Yeah, I was in Yam. 
<laughs> yeah, I my first um, ever experience was probably uh, late 2019. So, um, yeah, I kind of was around for that kind of the compound uh, launch. And, uh, or was that a lot earlier? I, I just that was like that. Uh, no, no, no. May, it was, maybe it was after. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20. yeah. It was in 2020, right? It was like yeah. early 2020 was when everything kind of kicked off. That that from from memory. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's super interesting. Yeah. So you weren't so much involved in DeFi summer. You're just sort of watching from the sidelines, seeing if, uh, yeah, I, everything I, was going to blow up or. I, I yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I watched from the sidelines. I participated in a few things. I like I, I somewhat don't want to mention what I participated yeah, in, but I, I was around, I watched it and I, I more or less was trying to learn from it. It was kind of like that. When I mentioned earlier, the first time I looked at Bitcoin, I was like, I got to learn something from looking at all these things. And and that's really like, I think partially what landed me. Um, I've got a lot of conviction around Olympus, obviously, <laughs> from what you mentioned in, in the DAO. Um, and I, and I will say like my, my one segue here is that um, I learned, I felt like I learned a lot during DeFi summer, even without having to throw a, like a, a, a lot of capital in mm-hmm. Um I'm clearly not Dejan Spartan right now, so you know. Um, but his story was wild. Like you should listen to all his podcasts and, and what he ended up doing. Um, and I and I think after all that, I looked at Olympus and what what was being built here, and I'm like, this is. I think aside from from Maker, the first time I saw it, and aside from uh, Ethereum, the first time I read about smart contracts, I was like, this makes a lot of mm. sense. So were you were you around Genesis or when did you? Uh, yeah. So I actually the my the origins of my um, finding Olympus story was, I think it was the um, the post on Masari. Okay. That explained Alga stables, mm-hmm. and it was uh, during around I think phase Genesis event. So shout out to that team. They they were awesome in the pool party event that I helped host the other day, like a month ago now. Um, but I was looking and I think I was like doing my diligence of, of Faye against Olympus. And I, I landed on Olympus as the one that um, I really wanted to look into more. So that was at the start of the journey. And, and Masari, I think, just had a very kindly article. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, they, and they had that really nice uh, visual, right? It's like kind of like the, the trilemma. It's like showing what yep, each yep. Um, stable coin or each project sacrifices. Yeah, I, I do remember that article. Yeah, what were we going to touch on, Mark? Oh, I was just going to say, so then you like jumped in the server and were you like in off topic? Like, were you like the vibe is oh, good? Yeah. Or... So, <laughs> so I'll say um, I, was, I was recently, I was looking at like my contra- my post history the other, the other day Um I uh, you ever if you ever search your own username in a Discord channel, it's like how sad can yeah. you get? Um, <laughs> so I, I click down and I I have 153 pages worth of post history on here, which uh, I have like eclipsed that by multiples yeah. in the DAO server. But um, <laughs> so I was I was reading and I and I, I my first post was so wait are we doing this 160,000 APY thing for the whole year, which. Uh, in my mind, I like I understood runway and I knew that wasn't true, but I I think I was being facetious because yeah. I like didn't I didn't get it back then, and I was like I don't think the other people in here know that it can't last mm-hmm. forever. Like 
like I believed in the system, I think fundamentally when I started reading into it, but I was like, I don't think you guys get that this comes in stages. And so I was trying to see if people would catch on, but in the early days of the server, it was very much, um, it was just a lot of confusion, which is why I was so happy during the restructure and dude, my guy's contribution to like add the Sherpas and add this workflow. Cause now it's less confusing and we get a lot less, um, I mean, there's lots of questions still, and we like them. We like like answering them, but I, I feel like it's uh, more orderly. Everyone seems a little more informed and orderly. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about this last week, TKD and I, and it's like the of the event of having to discuss OIP eighteen has like made everyone far more knowledgeable about how everything is works, has worked historically, and kind of will work into the future. So it was trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah I. <laughs> I, I will say OIP 18 was, um, I, I don't know, in the early DAO, or in the, sorry, in the early main server days, um, everyone was like, when, when roadmap, when roadmap, and like, where's the roadmap? And it was like the number one topic for a mm-hmm. while. And so I'm super excited that o, OIP 18 is like, here's a framework, <laughs> how you think about it. Here's a mental model. <laughs> and I, that's why I really, I really like OIP 19. Mm-hmm or 18 18 i like 19 too but i like 18 (laughs) well i think like um asfi was saying well you know if you're trying to pitch this to people who are going to invest in it now like being able to say well this is what we can expect to happen when this variable changes like just because previously it wasn't really transparent how that was all happening i think that's going to be very powerful for our growth as well yeah, I yeah, just I, agree. I, agree. I, I also think it's one of those things where um you know be, we've definitely like gotten to a point where we've like bootstrapped a lot of value given what we've like promoted the protocol as but like you like everyone's talking about it's like how do we consolidate the kind of long-term vision and then um you know use that as like a starting point for people. I think that's kind of how we mm-hmm. move beyond because then you like attract less people you uh you know look at the big number and be like oh give me yield uh, and then you yeah. you rather and then you kind of are able to push out a message that like better aligns with like the actual long term goals of the protocol for sure yeah and i think um so funny enough speaking to the, the like calibrating the mindset i had always had a theory when i when i first learned about olympus that the only way this like thrives is via integrations and that was one of my learning points when I looked at like die, right? Like the, the reason die thrives is because it's the first thing most people integrate. And so I, I hope in the future, and, and I hope um, people see when they drop in the DAO server, if they want to contribute, they see that there is a lot of effort going on with pu- pulling together more integrations, talking to other teams, um, building more in-house projects that, that really drive home the idea of Ohm as a, as a, functional currency not just um an asset that, that generates mm. yield which it, it's great at that right but it, it can't that can't be its only thing 100 percent. and on that topic what do you do in the dow then if we're talking about partnerships yeah, integrations? Yeah. maybe you know a bit better <laughs> um yeah so i am one of the strategos for the partnerships team alongside tex and we oh maybe just tell because uh, some people listening won't know what a stratego is uh yeah so the the DAO is organized um, in a in a really open way, but we have uh, 
what I would probably liken to like a, a project lead or a project manager maybe that helps align everybody towards a common vision and goal and their names are strategos. And so for the partnership team, we have actually two of those and we work together um, looking at opportunities to integrate and opportunities to work with other protocols to uh, again, use Ohm more as a, a base asset or reserve currency. So, yep. And, and that's, yeah. that's your role or do you kind of work across some teams or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my official role, um, and responsibility, but I do work and contribute in, uh, I, as DKD alluded, uh, a vast number of the different areas of the DAO, um, it's it's kind of the cool part about uh working in a DAO and, and I don't know if this is like this in all of them, but you're able to like look at all the different aspects of how the protocol runs. So I sit on I also am part of the policy team. Um I've helped Fatty Bags with marketing from time to time, hope hosting that one community call. And then uh I pretend to hang with the guys in data and metrics because I um I, I'm I'm not nearly as good as uh Shadow and Brian and um and hippopotamus <laughs> that are uh, really driving a lot of awesome activity out in yeah. uh, the data metrics team. Um, so, yeah. do you do you are you a DAO contributor full time across some DAOs? Do you have a do you work full time? What's your if you want to share? No, no. So this is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great question because I think um, the, I I I'll respond to that by saying uh, no. Crypto is a blockchain and decentralized finance is a definitely a passionate hobby that i have um i i'm not restricted to one DAO, and i think that's one of the awesome things that exist about DAOs that i can kind of hop around so i do support some other teams um in different capacities um and yeah i don't i don't do it full time um it's it's just a bit of a passion project to me um so you you um... Do you mind if we are you like got an engineering background or like a management background is uh yeah that's a that's a good one um so I have more of an engineering background than um finance, and that is kind of what drives me right it's like I'm always interested in tech and my my background's always been in um like new yeah. technology type stuff Very cool. so been been in like a peripheral space but never finance futurist glue that's uh, <laughs> um technocratic that's an over overstatement uh, i wanted to go back to um kind of how you got onboarded to olympus did you just join the join the server and then start chatting or was there like someone who kind of was like oh, check, yeah, check right. this out or someone and then how did you get involved in the dow as well like so Getting involved in the main server was just off of the the Discord link and the Twitter bio, probably. But they did um in the early days they did a like a vi mission vision exercise, and I posted a bunch in that because I was just like, this is easy to do for me, and I uh, posted a bunch of ideas I had for the mission vision of um, Olympus, and I was like, oh, that's like actually pretty cool. I've not seen any any um, other DeFi startups kind of look to their community and say, Hey, what would you guys write for this? Um, it was also when I realized there was like a definitely, like there's definitely a, a gamut of investor profiles. Like some people that were just, you know, in it for number go up. And then some folks that were like really wanted to help 
build this thing out. And that happened. And then I think like a month or a couple of weeks elapsed and they launched the DAO server. Um, and the DAO server, like version zero is probably what I'd call it, was was really like clunky to navigate. Actually, you, you came after the restructure, I think, Mark, right? Or like, yeah, so... Like DKD and yeah, Europe, I mean, right? I jumped on, I was like... Um, I joined the server and then I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Is this this one general channel? This seems dumb. How did they get anything done? <laughs> uh, and then, so I did, I was like, oh, this, they must, the core team must be doing stuff and this is still getting developed. So then I came back like a little while later and I was like, hey, we should have a newsletter. And then, and then after that, it was just. And then you got yeah. dropped in the community, <laughs> the community yeah. section. And yeah, so similar the, the when it first launched it was kind of it was kind of hectic and amorphous um and again i can't give dude my guy enough credit but the restructure of the dow server i think is what really spurred our productivity because we were able to assign roles faster get into teams faster um you know it it just made the the workflow of being a team a lot easier um and yeah i kind of just jumped in and started looking at all the channels um and, and started working on stuff I, 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 un, ironically, I guess my, the first thing I thought I was going to do was make videos for Olympus. Cause I have a, I haven't had a video editing background as well. Um, and I'm, I'm sure Wardle knows this, but I haven't, I still haven't finished the video we talked about when I, when I first joined the DAO. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, you know, when, what, what was the timeline for when, um, the kind of DAO server, um, uh... kind of started, started up but yeah it would have been around uh late uh, like early may or was it a little may bit? i think late may early june maybe mm, okay it was even maybe later. a little earlier than yeah. i don't know yeah it's hard to say <laughs> yeah it's, well, been, it's, was... it's been a long time i feel like it's been we've been doing this for years yeah but, it really does it <laughs> so fast right it is crazy on the on the like back of like just DAOs and and work in general do you think that DAOs are the future of work and if or if not what's holding things back at the moment uh yeah so i this is a great question um i'm very passionate and i believe that um DAOs are the future of work i think the, the way that i the analog i would say about DAOs is that um what the the ride sharing home sharing era um did to those to those industries so say like the taxi industry, right? We created rideshare. I think that DAOs yeah. are almost the like natural evolution of the um, white collar job. So I have a, a somewhat strongly held thesis that this next generation call the one after Z, not, not Gen Z, but maybe Gen Alpha or Gen Beta. I, I actually think that they will be the first generation to start waning off the career lifestyle and and go more into these like micro work cycles so so DAOs really accommodate for that idea of like micro bite-sized work and mm. and i say that because we like look at the trends in social media look at how um the the content creator industry has boomed um it, it's kind of it seems like the right progression right so like the, the thing that i that whenever i talk to a rideshare driver the thing that they like is that I, they pick their hours they pick where they go they pick how much money they make now abstract that to like really high end work in, in terms of white collar work or management, et cetera, being able to see like a broad swath of knowledge and corporations and then contribute to each of them in an appropriate way. 
Yeah, it's super attractive, right? I, I definitely agree with that piece. So what do you do? You kind of hold a similar. Yeah, view? well, I mean, I'm full time DAO, so <laughs> it's it's like a bit difficult <laughs> for me to disagree with it. But yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's like people who kind of were in crypto and then like were able to have the opportunity either through like some retrenchment or whatever to like just run at it and take a risk and now yeah i think there's quite quite a few people that i've met like that are full-time dow so uh and it is like you know it's what you make it like you you want to work more you work more you want to work less you work less yeah very much uber uber driver feels yeah, yeah and on, a, on like a different level right on like like blue was saying on that kind of more like a different work um scale but it's also interesting because it's like i think some things that like may hold um, the kind of space back is just the, the kind of management slash like things on the operation side, like, you know, bless discord. And I know they're trying to accommodate to, uh, you know, crypto a bit more because they've realized how much the space uses discord, but there's like still a lot to go in that kind of like space of like offering tools that like better help people um, work more efficiently. I feel. Yeah. It's actually, I think it's funny. I was, um, I, I didn't realize that, discord launched a clubhouse competitor with stages um but the community call for the pool party and i don't know about the the odyssey one i I saw some people just kind of discovered it on discord i think it's crazy that um like crypto has found a home here and this is it 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 does in many ways seem like this is the slack what slack did for startups discord is going to do for crypto startups mm, yeah mm. i definitely agree um i think there's like still some problems like i think distribution of funds is like still very much unsolved like oh yeah 100%. is it gonna be sort of everyone votes for everyone and we all get along and kind of that's how we do the distribution or like a top-down sort mm. of thing i mean it's just like like you it works at the beginning when everyone's kind of aligned but it just I can't see it not kind of breaking down for some communities over time. But then there's there's also no standardized solution, right? It differs from DAO to DAO. I think that's going to kind of like what we'll increasingly see is like each different little microcosm of work um, uses like a different kind of system. And whether that's like through governance or through um, compensation allocated, I, I kind of see that kind of like people using different um, kind of parts and kind of piecing them together in their own way. Yeah, I think I think compensation is probably the uh, most unsolved piece of of DAOs writ large, and I mean it's not like it, it's not unlike traditional career paths either. You know, like it, it, compensation is one of the most contentious topics in the workplace today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Um, is there anything else that is like? I suppose I don't want to like be a downer, but are there like things that are concerning you sort of in our growing other than sort of integrations for Olympus? Like what do you see as the challenges that we're kind of facing? Mm, no, I, and I don't, I don't, I, I encourage the community to always be thinking about like what could go wrong, right? You can't sit on, um, you can never grow complacent, especially in such a competitive landscape where, as we alluded to earlier, it feels like we've, it's like been years since we've been doing this, but it's truly only been months. Um, what am I most concerned? That's a great question. Um, I, I, I gotta say it's still integrations cause we, we just gotta get it moving. Um, but 
my secondary most like thought about concern is the growth not of Olympus itself, but the growth of the DAO server and the contributors and thinking about organizing, uh, yeah. That's that's what or, I'm worried about. Organizing talent acquisition and mm. retention is, is probably where, where yeah. my head's at. Is that was it was that somewhere where yeah, you were going, I mean I was just yeah. saying like I I comp- like it's what I think about as well. Like when we're trying to sort of be like how we're gonna grow Agora. And I, I think the solution is you just gotta kind of take a risk and see if people can sort of organize themselves. Um and then hope they do. And if they do, then that works and they can keep on going off and doing what they're doing. And if it doesn't, then you kinda but, gotta and it stop also, funding it also it. For- sorry, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, and it, I think it also forces um change your mindset in um, you know, the way that you approach work. Because I think in a lot of traditional structures, you're very much used to always, um, you know, kind of answering to someone, um, which is, you know, still how work needs to happen to some degree. But I feel like in the kind of way the DAOs are set up, there's a lot more freedom in what you can do. If you if you see something and it adds value, then you can execute it. But I think that, I think that entire psychological process takes people a little bit to like realise, oh, actually... I don't. I, I can go out and and yeah um, pursue that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd echo that here. comment and say um, um, it's a different kind of motivation. Like, you, it's you can't drop in the DAO and ask like, "Hey, what what task?" You can do this. You can be like, "Hey, what tasks need to get done?" But I think like in, in, from a more sustainable perspective, we should use um, like this podcast and Mark's newsletter that I think there's many contributors to as a as a like as essentially a lighthouse for. Um, successful projects and successful proposals. It, Mark didn't like wait around, <laughs> like asking permission from every core person to write a newsletter. He he was like, "Hey, here's the newsletter skeleton. Do you want to help?" <laughs> and I don't I don't remember Mark how many people were there, but like three or four people the first yeah. week were like, "Yeah, let's do it." It was actually like I was shocked. It was like actually I was like, "Oh, we'll just start a group convo," and then like three people, four people five people, nine people, 10 people, you can't add any more people to the group <laughs> chat. It's like, oh, wow. This is like, I mean, obviously like consistency is a problem as well. And we're trying to address that through like weighting distributions to people who consistently contribute. I mean, our budget's still quite small um, mm-hmm. and and you're just kind of, um, you know, trying to get a product up and running on on the cheap um, but I think, um, yeah, it, 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 getting people to saying, you know, we're doing this, anyone want to contribute is a really good way to kind of get things going. And I don't think we do that enough. Yeah, I, don't think, I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of people who want to contribute who aren't, and that's like a real problem. Yeah. What I, 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 and and after people listen to, listen to this or people out there that are on the doubt thinking about it, like we want to increase the activation of, of the teams and the people let's, let's do more stuff. We had 64 contributors in the last, uh, go around. So hope to see that number continue to grow. I think we were up from like, I want to say 20. So always awesome. It's kind of a flywheel as well, right? Because if we do more, we grow more. And if we grow more then there can be a bigger budget for contributors because we're bigger now. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that we can grow more like it's kind of, but we need people to kind of just dive in 
Um, and I think sort of navigating it, it'd be good to have like sh- Sherpas in the DAO Discord mm. as well. Like, let me take you to where you need to go or ask me any question you might have or just like a questions channel, maybe. Anyway, good. some ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, like touching, touching, like, like, like touching on that, that's like the bottleneck, right? It's like at to like, at what point does say a hunt, like what, what point does it become a problem where there's like a hundred contributors and the, the like kind of way that operations set up is not like scalable. Like what's the threshold? I think the problem um, is uh, lack of Sherpas. I mean, lack of Strategos because Strategos only mm-hmm. have so much time to coordinate all these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that also. Yeah, Sorry. and I think it's the, the psychological hurdle as well for people to kind of like break through. It goes back to Katie to thinking like 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 let's let's enhance education. Like not even not only in the main server. Um, I just released like an education survey, but I, it's like we should enhance education in the DAO as well. Because um, I think I think it would help. Like basically raise raise the waters mm. for everyone mm. at once. Yeah, I think like a contributor NFT as well would be cool. I know everyone says Ooh, NFT yeah. everything, but like I think it is <laughs> kind of important that that people have that kind of desire for that thing and they want to get involved. I, I will say this, um, being this, this is not this isn't this isn't an alpha leak, but uh, there there's a there was a policy NFT released um, for the now defunct lock staking proposal that was pretty sick mm, oh, all right that's, uh, yeah, that one i that's think that's something. sitting a wallet somewhere um <laughs> it's sitting it's sitting i think there's one in the treasury i think whoever oh, minted, cool. it, minted one yeah, into I, the think, treasury. I think it was um abby abby pup do you glue do you say oh i work because like when we introduced you darren was like oh glue you now work for olympus but i mean i don't consider like Asfi had a thread and they're like, he's like, look at these 10 people who work for Olympus. And it's like, oh, I kind of don't feel like I contribute, like I can be a contributor. Like, do you, would you say to people, I work at Olympus? Or I kind of think that's more the core team kind of works at Olympus. And then- yeah, yeah. I, I I use the language that you use as well. Like I, I contribute or help support. Um, I don't, I don't ever, I wouldn't classify it as work. Yeah. I yeah, and it's also I guess people sometimes associate work with yeah maybe something a little bit more tedious whereas like maybe this comes more natural to everyone <laughs> so it's like maybe that from that kind of side of things maybe people are like well this isn't work because I'm in, I'm having fun I'm learning a lot right yeah it's what I do in my free time like <laughs> when I'm bored I go on like I mean that's more the Sherpa thing I'm like oh yeah this is something really cool I like to do, what's happening, you know, and then you answer questions as well. But, yeah, I think um, I think it's really um, cool. And then, like, I've seen a few people add to their Twitter profile, like, contributing at blah, 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 DAO, blah, 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 DAO. And I was, and I, and I was like, that's actually really yep. the, the best way to say it because it's like you don't want to be, like, having your tweets or whatever representative of the DAO because someone thinks you're the core team or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I actually, it's funny when you like look at other discords, people are always like, Oh, the mod is core team. And it's like, nah, dude, I think the mod's just a person that was around and then got modded. It's not, it's not always like the core team. But, yeah. Well, yeah. our mods, like the core team are mods, but they're sort of always off working somewhere else, except for Wartool, <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and, and like taking it out of like on the flip side going from internal, let's, let's go external. Is there kind of something in the space, like within the DeFi space that you think uh, Olympus can kind of like penetrate or like what kind of market do you think? Do you, do you see Olympus kind of uh, heading mm. towards in the future? So my, my personal, um, my personal hope is that we can build something that becomes like this uh, fundamental piece of DeFi company starts. So I, I think I liken it to in traditional world or in traditional tech. Um, when you spin up a company, you're like, okay, I need a, I need like a cloud provider. I need um, a domain. I need whatever, a payment processor, et cetera. And uh, I think, in the future, I, I hope to see Olympus be a piece of um, this, like an element that you you need to get uh, your your protocol or business or whatever up up and running, or or something that can help you accelerate your success. Kind of like a yeah. DAO, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell a, us a, a bit g- about that? What's happening there? Yeah, that was a that that was an actually a really interesting use case there. So. Um, uh, pretty much exactly like that. Um, Apollo and Zeus are advisors at, at Klima DAO, um, and Klima granted them um, advisor P Klima, and those and and Zeus and Apollo um, individually decided that they wanted to put that back into the Olympus Treasury. So, um, Ohm is backed in by some fraction of P Klima, which is is really cool um, because they basically wanted to start their carbon credits company. And they realized that the Olympus model was really, really great. And they wanted support on getting it going and then making it work for their use case. And so Apollo and Zeus um, support them as advisors. And, and we benefit, uh, we as OMIs and, and the community in general benefit by that peak climate sitting in the treasury. I think they're it's, actually launching soon. Yeah, I think they did their sort of initial whitelist uh, offering. And then they're going to do like an IDO bootstrap in a like a week or two but i yeah, think so that, i think sorry yeah it was their discord discord offering i think yeah. is done and then uh, the, the balancer balances yeah. i think the next one i forgot I think to add the, on i forgot to oh, add sorry, there though yeah. sorry mark i forgot to add that um the cool thing too not alongside that advisory role is that they they did um the olympus community is i think um are, are also climates from what i can tell they so they there was a post in the main server and a lot of folks moved over to the climate server and they've been um i think you know contributing and being part of both communities now uh together yeah i think that's the real kind of power in having the olympus kind of uh involved in your project is like that that you have all this goodwill from like eleven thousand DeFi natives who are gonna like help your project because you just feel more in- positively inclined to a project that is kind of aligned with um yeah your your kind of home project i suppose yeah yeah definitely damn if, I, if i'm hearing this correctly central bank plus startup accelerator does that sound like kind of where we're heading is i would say i would say officially that's where we're heading but it it, it, it does no, feel like no, we can help course. people um really yeah. really get moving definitely definitely something that i'm excited to see develop um did you have anything else that you wanted to add, Mark? Yeah, I just wanted to ask Glue what, what other projects he's excited about or involved in. I see you've got a ribbon 
hat on your profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been so, involved there for a while. So I've, um, I think I was in Ribbon early, and I'm, um, I'm just a community member out there. But uh, I, I like to like to make fun of Julian from time to time, you know. So the mm. the Ribbon team is great. I think they have one of the best uh, user experiences in DeFi. Um, I am on the indexed finance Sigma committee. So I help, um, I help them with, uh, evaluating new, new tokens for different indices. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm part of the early Hedgic governance team. So I, I, I also participate there and I, I've really liked options as a space in DeFi. I won't say they're completely solved, but I, I help out there. Um, yeah. Very cool. and that's about it from like a contributions perspective. And you're on Twitter as well, Clint? Uh, I am not. It's it's oh. ironic, you know. You know, crypto guy not on, <laughs> not on Twitter. Oh, all right. Well, no need to follow in then. Okay, and to basically round everything out, what's your Olympus one liner? Just oh, the short Olympus one liner, sweet for people. See, Olympus Dow. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't actually know what I would say. It's Olympus Dow is creating the decentralized reserve currency that will be the core building block for all future DeFi projects. Boom, boom. That's it. That's all we needed. Yeah. Nice. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, And thanks to Glue for for joining us today. Dropkick Darren, as always. And uh, we'll see you next week with another cool interview of the week.